Hi, this is Amy Showalter, live and uncut. Why your grassroots past is prologue and how to improve your program for future grassroots campaigns. I'll be sharing with you today my thoughts on why your grassroots influence past matters today and how to take what's happening now and leverage it to improve your future grassroots influence capacity. You'll note that I didn't say why your grassroots advocacy past is prologue because you know I believe what I believe about that. I don't believe advocacy is persuasion. I don't believe advocacy is influence. So you know me, I'll always be talking about grassroots influence. When we look at the COVID-19 virus and its impact on grassroots influence, we've seen a bit of a herd stampeding into tactics, particularly remote influence tactics, uh, webinars, virtual town halls, conference calls with elected officials, uh, video stories, and so forth. You should always be doing that. You should have always had that in your toolbox. And that's, but it's understandable uh, to do it more in today's world of physical distancing. However, I'm not actually as interested in that because everybody's doing the same thing. That's a little bit rote to me because you see we have the three M's of our influence piece in grassroots and in political action committees, actually, the medium, the messenger, and the messages, and in no particular order. Actually, I believe the message is number one, then the messenger, uh, then the medium. So the medium is not the message, never has been. It's a, it's a vehicle. But when we look at the medium, we have to realize the playing field's been leveled. More people are using those tools, so it's not a um, advantage. Okay, it's not an advantage. It's just a different way of carrying the message. And when everybody's doing the same thing, you know how I feel about this, abundance dilutes impact. The abundance of any tactic or technique usually deletes its impact. So while we have more information, more noise, and as a result of that, legislators and their, and their staff simply have to be more judicious in who they pay attention to, who they listen to, and who they communicate with. As our grassroots influence pulse research found, legislators, according to you, the grassroots professional, you told me this, are less accessible than they were previous, in previous years. They're talking more than listening, and they're less open to persuasion. So, knowing that, we need to look around the corner. Let's look around the corner at our advocacy teams. What's their reputation? What's their past that's determining your future right now? Do they have an influential brand? Can they lead? Can they motivate? Can they inspire their peers? Amyism number two has to do with maximizing social media influence. And I said that legislators who agree with your cause may cite your social media messages as an authentic influence on them, while those opposed cite the same messages as inauthentic noise. Both characterizations cannot be true. To increase your social media authenticity and hence its influence, you must have real, credible advocates on the ground pressing your case. Note the word credible. We don't have time to go into it today, but there are many elements of credibility. It's not just being honest uh, and having a degree. Uh, There's a lot more than that to it. So in, in times like this, when everyone's jumping into the same tactical pool, the groups that will have the advantage will be the ones that have and are developing credible ground infantry troops so that their digital presence has even more power than the herd. When I was writing The Underdog Edge, one of the very organic findings was that the elected officials whose minds were changed didn't have a pre-existing relationship with the person who persuaded them. Now, I'm not recommending, of course, that you don't develop those relationships. 
But nevertheless, people obtained influence and access. Well, how did they get that? The elected officials told me they had to make a very quick judgment on whether to give that person 15 minutes of their life, whether to consider their argument, hear their story, and so forth. They looked at their reputation and or their affiliations, their organizations, organization memberships. Here are just a few of their verbatim comments. If I've heard good things about you or the group you are affiliated with, that helps. I had heard that she had a good reputation in the community, and I knew her husband. They were well-known and well-respected religious leaders in my district. She was a very credible and well-known person in the area. He was a nice guy, well-respected in the business world. I didn't know her, but I was very aware of her organization. I never met her, but she was credible because she tried to find other avenues for help. I knew about her through my staff who went to church with them. When Gail King interviewed me on this topic, I said, what it really comes down to is that where you are is who you were. Your advocates and your organization's reputation always matters, but particularly now when every organization in their house cat is asking for help from the Congress and soon their state legislatures. Your reputation from several years ago affects what you will achieve today. Your past is prologue. Now you say, well, show Walter, that's great. What does that mean for me now? What it means is you need to be looking around the corner. Use this time to improve the quality of your offline grassroots influencers so that they can bolster your online communications. Here are some questions for you. Number one, have you conducted an advocate credibility audit? Not of your staff. Now, they need to be credible too, but of your advocates. Do you know the credibility formula? Do you apply it to them? What about your advocates who do largely communicate online? Have you conducted an influence audit of their communications? Is what they are posting getting traction? Is it changing minds? And last, what's the IQ of your staff communications? IQ meaning the influence quotient of your staff communications. Your stakeholders are copying and pasting what you send them, you know. So they might be doing a lot of things, but if the message is right, the medium just doesn't matter. Remember, what you're doing today accumulates. What you do today accumulates. So let's assess and evaluate and recalibrate where we are offline so we can be more powerful online. Because your past is prologue. Thanks. This is Amy, live and uncut.